one situation where I can get myself to do that. That's when I'm driving, it's dark, it's icy, and I can't see. <laughs> I have I have a foolproof system, and I have, I have so much faith in this. I put on worship music, <laughs> I am not crashing. That's just that's just the it's that's just not it gonna works. happen. What's up, guys? Welcome right, back to the podcast episode. I don't know what we're on, Jonah. The first question I have for you is, do you play while playing Madden? What? <laughs> do I pray? Yeah. yeah. Lord, please let me get Patrick Mahomes in this next pack. So, that's super relevant, <laughs> actually, about what Brent was talking about today. Uh-oh. Brent is uh, the guest pastor speaker we had today. Yeah, Brent Phillips, he's from South Africa. Yeah, um, but he's been a huge part of this church, and um, dude, he's like the Christian Elon Musk. Now that I think about it, mm. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Kind of, yeah. My mom doesn't like watching me eat on the podcast, so for the remainder of these, I'm just gonna turn around and eat. Please don't. <laughs> Do you eat on the podcast often? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, today the main topic was a life worth living. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so he kind of broke it down into actually he kind of he really simplified it a lot yeah which is nice yeah because life should be simple in a sense no need for these complex <laughs> <laughs> we'll get jonah's take on this in a few minutes <laughs> this uh, hot bye. take <laughs> not so seriously no but like when we think of a life worth living the next thing you kind of talked about was like what do we compare it to? Or like, what, what do we see as a life worth living that we sometimes maybe compare ours to? That's kind of how I heard it. Yeah, like, how do you, like, what's the standard yeah. of a life well-lived? A life worth living. Yeah. And obviously, you can look at Jesus, but not all of us are going to be sacrificed on the cross at 30 years old. Um, sure. But I think a lot of aspects of the way he lived his life in a way of, like, I think the main thing that we was talking about was just living a life of faith and not being able, not being reliant on yourself for everything. Yeah, that was. We'll break it down a little bit more, but he definitely dove into like how are you living by faith. So yeah. he he brought up three verses. They were <clears throat> Ephesians four one, um, which was obviously the basis of his um, his message. It says, "Therefore, I." prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling if you've been called by God. So he's like, how do you do this? He says, all right. In Hebrews eleven six, it says, and it is impossible to please God without faith. Uh, anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Um, so this is where he, he really dove into this idea of what it looks like to live a life with faith. How are you living every single aspect of your life with mm-hmm. faith, um, which is pretty sobering. Yeah. No, because I look at my life, and I think I don't live that way enough. Um, I just, like, have flashbacks yesterday. I was just watching, like, YouTube videos and, like, how to survive, you know, how to be, like, how to thrive in the forest, like, if the world collapses, and then, like, how to go into urban situations. Like, these hour-long just videos of me just, like, AR-15 loadouts, night vision goggles, thermal stuff. Just, like, we obsess so much over, like, things we can do to take care of ourselves and make sure like we're almost invincible in a sense. I think you're around Chris too much, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's things that we can control. And so yeah. th- he broke that down a lot. Like this was, I don't think he said this, but this was something that I thought about. Like 
when I think about the things that are important to me, like, um, one for like one really big one, like health, fitness, um, like raising my children, those three things are probably like the three top, uh, like general ideas of my Google searches. Yeah. What about finance? I mean, you're already set in finance. So that's yeah. Yeah. That's, like a, I mean, I don't Google a lot about that yeah, because I'm usually just like, you how do I make answer. more money? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. Um, to make more money. Finances is huge though. And that was a huge part of Brent's sermon too, yeah. is like how, why are we relying on ourselves so much? Mm-hmm when you can if you live with god like there's nothing to lose yeah because you're either living your life with just your power or you're living your life with your power plus god's Mm -hmm. which like next to god's power yours is nothing yeah but if you're like when you invite him into it your your potential explodes Mm -hmm. um yeah i like what they said like money money can replace faith and i mm -hmm. think that's so true like the more things you have and like he was showing examples like he used faith in god to get to a certain point and then once it became big enough to sustain itself in a way he just would kind of lay back yeah um and so it's cool to like see i mean it's so hard to like once you have something like passive income or something that's coming in to still like rely on god for a lot of stuff and i think it was like in a way you almost have to make sure you're still living a life of faith like he started a farm yeah, because he knew he couldn't do that with his own power. So just yeah. doing things you know you can't do on your own, and almost like making situate like almost kind of like getting those situations to become reality. So you ha- do have to have faith. Just yeah. interesting. But yeah, putting yourself not in like <laughs> bad situations, but like in the situations where you know you need to get something done, inviting God into them. Mm-hmm. Um, for background, Brex- Brent's background is um he came from south africa like single mom they were super impoverished they trusted in god a ton um and god and like faith was a the backbone of their lives and they came to america um him and his brother and his mom and him and his brother both became very successful here um i think brent i think he was like a a software engineer Mm -hmm. Uh, but he did like programming for like this a medical company. Elon Musk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but yeah, and literally he got super wealthy, um, at this medical company doing their, their software programming. And, um, he was living in Houston, like in the super wealthy part of Houston. And he realized like he had stopped living by faith because he, to get him to that point, he had lived by faith Yeah, and God blessed him immensely. But then he realized like, Oh my gosh, now I'm just trusting in myself. I'm trusting in my own finances. I'm trusting in all these things like that I do. And so he said, I'm going to like dive into something that I have no idea what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, he moved out to a ranch and literally just started like farming and raising livestock, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> so the cool thing about that, one thing that really stuck out to me in his message is when he was talking about this farm this is kind of like a dream, a dream of mine and Andrew's is like, we literally want to like live on a farm one day Mm -hmm. because we're like, this is like God's design is like for us to live off the land. Like he provides and all this stuff. Can you get any more white Kyle? Bro. (laughs) Black people had farms too. (laughs) And Mexican people. I want to live on a farm uh, with a 
big house and a wraparound porch. No, it has nothing to do with that. I want some <coughs> animals, some chickens, some bees. I want to live off the land, man. Bees? Yeah. You got to have honey, bro. That's right. All right. You get, get a locust farm, too. Eat that John the Baptist diet, locust Dude, and honey. I kind of want to try that. Like a locust, like eating locusts. Haven't, Luke, haven't you tried one? A locust? It's a uh, grasshopper, pretty. Is, is I was in Mexico. Like, I know what kind of bugs I ate, but maybe. <laughs> is a locust like and a grasshopper the same? Aren't locusts just bigger grasshoppers? Kind of. They're like, I mean, they're probably from like the same family. Yeah. Cousins or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> My cousin locust over here. Like the grasshopper's mom <laughs> is the sister of the locust's dad. <laughs> um, I hate when people phrase it like that. Like my dad's uncle's brothers, it was like you always have to like think really hard yeah. about what that person is. I know I always feel bad because I have such a complex like family system where it's like Andrew's dad's sister's son. <laughs> <laughs> and like who? And I'm like, don't worry about it. It's this guy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but he's talking about how they. So anyway, yes, this is a dream of mine and Andrew's. We want to like live off the land, but we. We keep planning. We're like, all right, like someday, like whatever, like, but we need to figure out how to do it. And so we're like, oh, we got to read up all these things. We got to like Google it. We got to like be experts before we start. And Brent is like, no, we just like went and we're like threw some seeds in the ground. We're like, hopefully this works. And I'm like, that is so cool. And so that's how he, he talked about living by faith because he's like, with his knowledge, there's no way for him to succeed. But when he invites God into it, the only way he can come out of that with success is by giving God God glory. Look, I'm not trying to dog on Brent, but like Brent, if you got that much money and you just move out to a farm and throw a couple seeds in the ground and it fails, you're fine. You have a cushion to fall on. But Kyle, if you were to buy a house, throw some seeds in the ground, nothing grows. You have nothing to sell. Exactly. You and your wife are just going to die. So we're even in a better spot to live by faith. (laughs) Okay. It's even bigger. Hey, like God family. has to show up. Um, this is Aspen, so I hope you guys can get some donations here. Uh, our crops failed. <laughs> um, no, but he told he told a story actually about how um, this has happened twice, where he they have like a ton of animals now. Animals are just popping out babies left and right. He's like, it's a miracle. <laughs> like, don't even know where these babies are coming from, but we just have tons of animals. And he said that they were having like a hard time feeding them because there's so many of them and um like his pigs had just had some more babies <laughs> and then out of nowhere this 18 wheeler shows up with a ton of produce and they're like yo we went to walmart like we're a walmart produce truck and uh apparently we turned the ac up too high in the refrigerated truck and walmart was like we're not taking that produce so piece and rejected the shipment so now this dude's got a truck full of produce and he's like i don't know what to do with this and then he's like we have a farm and some pigs like right, we'll take your produce sick. but the story <laughs> so, the story you told before that that like kind of inspired like that similar to that story was super cool too is like this guy i forgot what his name was his george Mueller yeah. lived in the 1800s and so you know he's real <laughs> <laughs> and he has this orphanage with ten thousand <laughs> kids in it i think no. no, not at once, no, no, probably. No, no. Not yeah. at once. Yeah. Over his lifetime. Yeah, he had like a thousand kids. <laughs> one orphan. I was like, dang, all right, all right. bro. Background, background. So George Mueller, 
he started this church and he was like, I will not take a salary from you guys. Cause I want you guys to learn how to live by faith. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so I'm going to show you how to do it. Like, I'm, I'm not, not going to ask for donations for yeah, this. No donations or anything. So he did that as a pastor. Then he's like, now I'm going to start an orphanage and we're also not going to take any donations. Not well. I think they take donations. Yeah. They don't ask like for it. they don't ask for funding. Yeah. And, um, so then he started this orphanage and it was like successful. And then they were sitting around with all the orphans one day and they had no food. Like, so I'm like, I don't know how successful, but anyway, <laughs> uh, they had no food. And so then the dude was like, all right, teaching these kids. Food. Yeah. He's like, let's just pray. Like, we'll just pray and thank God, like for the food we don't have. The food we don't have. <laughs> and then no joke, like a bakery, a truck from a bakery breaks down outside this orphanage and is like this all this baked goods, like it's all going to go bad. So you guys should just eat this. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah. Um, well, it makes me wonder if like, they ever had like days where like, all right guys, here we got leftover porridge from two weeks. Well, probably. probably right. There's some, probably <laughs> some rough days in there too. Like it's not all sunshine and rainbows. It never is when you're living the life with yeah. God on this earth. But, uh, but it's, it's awesome. Like that's, it's, he's talking about this like radical dependence on God which we don't have. Speaking of that, <clears throat> there's one situation where I can get myself to do that. That's when I'm driving, it's dark, it's icy, and I can't see anything. <laughs> I, have, I have a foolproof system, and I have, I have so much faith in this. If I put on worship music, <laughs> I am not crashing. That's just, that's just the, it's that's just not it gonna happen. But it's so just not gonna happen. Seriously, so that's like, that's it. Like, in your own power, you wouldn't be able to make it home safe. But, like, you invite God into that situation, and he's like, I got you. <laughs> Especially because I got these bald-ass tires. Like, they're really bad. I got new ones now, but, you know. But, yeah. Nice. But then I also think when we think about a life worth living, going back to that, like, just knowing how much sacrifice took place. Um, he used the funny example of, like, Saving Private Ryan. And, like, the whole movie, it's a true story of all these people dying to try to get to this one man. And he kind of compared, like, some of our lifestyle. Like, what if Private Ryan, like, a few years later just sat back in a house and was just, like, watching Netflix and eating chips and Cheetos and stuff. Yeah, and like playing Madden. Yeah, pretty much made his whole, <laughs> made all those sacrifices go to waste, essentially. Or they didn't really mean anything. And, like, a lot of our lives are kind of like that, where we've had so many, I mean, the most, the biggest sacrifice being Jesus, obviously, sacrificing his life for us. And a lot of us just let it go to waste, in a sense. But. Absolutely. Yeah, I think he, um, yeah, he talked about, like, I don't know, just thinking about my life. I, I think I've probably shared on the podcast a couple times, but, like, the amount of things that God orchestrated in order for, like, Andrea and I to come together with, like, like her grandfather's parents were alcoholics. My dad was, my dad's dad was an alcoholic. Like, n- none of them are Christians. And then, like, through Christ, like both her grandfather and my father like created this life of dependent on Christ, which then led to them having kids and then like Andrew and I finally meeting. And so I'm like the amount of faith and prayer that went into like us coming together as a family is incredible. Yeah. And uh, so then like that hit me pretty deep when he's like, think about all the th- sacrifices that went into like your life. And I'm like, dude, if I just like, like, I realized that, like, it was huge for, like, my life to come where it is. But I'm like, like, what if looking back, 
like it's, when it's all said and done, it's like, oh, like God did do this awesome thing, and then Kyle and Andrew came together, and then Kyle was like a total bum. <laughs> like <laughs> that would be brutal, you know? Yeah. Um. So anyway, I this just is, this is a perspective I, that we have like the greatest trust fund in a way. Yeah. Like we've been given so much. Like, what are you gonna do with it? Yeah. So much is given to us. So much is expected. Oh, for sure. So he d- he also talked about um. What when you're saying a life worth living? Oh, he he talked about like, and this is what this one thing that hit me pretty hard too was like, if God didn't show up in your day today, what would be different? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's pretty rough. Like, if you think about it, like how would like what if God didn't show up in your day? Do you think it would be different? Yeah, the hard part about that question is like sometimes I feel like I don't know if he showed up or not. Like in a way, like maybe. God did this, and I just didn't realize it. But yeah, because there's... Where did you invite God there's in? Almost, there's, yeah. there's almost no way of knowing. Yeah, there well, is like, no way of knowing, but, like, if you just operate the rest of your day based off of your understanding and your skill, is it going to go any different? What? Like, Come with on, the things that... I was that, of something else. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> I said if, if you operate for the rest of your day just based off of your own understanding, your own skill, like... <clears throat> Will it be any different than if God comes in and does something? Well, I wonder, like, you don't just have to invite him for him to do something good. No, I agree. But also, like, think about your day. Like, just think about the rest of your day going forward. Like, I'll I'll tell you how my day's going to go. I'm going to go home, pick up Andrea and the kids. We're going to go to her parents' house, probably watch some football, make some dinner. That'll be it. Nice. Pretty chill day. Now, if God doesn't show up in my day, do you think that's going to go any differently? Probably. Because, I don't know. How? Well, uh, what I'm thinking of is because, you know, like, may- maybe random stuff happens in a day. We're like, ugh, this this sucks. This is an inconvenience. But, like, in that second, something could have happened to you. Like, I ran out of windshield wiper fluid on the way here, <laughs> and I couldn't see anything. So I pulled over, and I bought some at the gas station. Maybe if I hadn't run out of windshield wiper fluid, I maybe wouldn't have, like, I would have, like, driven and, like, some dude, like, at that moment would have, like, slipped out on the ice and hit me coming from, like, the opposite lane or something. See, but I don't operate in the idea that everything happens for a reason. Like, you probably ran out of windshield wiper fluid because (laughs) you were negligent and (laughs) didn't fill it up. I don't know. My car is from 1993. You think it's like windshield wiper fluid low? No, but it doesn't count that, Kyle. I've got a car that does the same thing. The Subaru does that. But it's usually like four days of like, oh, I'm out of windshield. Oh, I'm out of windshield. Oh, I'm out of windshield. I'm a good steward. It was lucky. It was actually like four months. Exactly. Because it just like every time it rained, I was like, I don't need windshield wiper fluid. Exactly. And then every time I got dirty, I just went to the gas station and brushed it off a little bit. Here's my perspective to that question, Kyle. I feel like at this point, I can't really have God in my life or cannot have God in my life in the sense of I can, I can listen to him or I can't listen to him in a way. Cause like, I feel like the Holy Spirit's in me and I always understand what God would want me to do and know his wisdom. So the question is, do I act on it or not? And I guess that is like, do I accept him into my day? So I guess that is the same question. Yeah. So like faith but, is living a life by faith. Like it's not just inviting God in. It's like inviting God in and taking action. Yeah. You know, letting him use you in a way. Yeah. 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 Whereas, like, I think my life would look a lot more spontaneous if I did it more often. Like, I sure sometimes I see, like, the other day I saw a kid at a bus stop, and I just had this feeling of, like, stop and ask him if he needs a ride. And they didn't do it. 
So like, <laughs> like I thought this was gonna be a really cool story. <laughs> See, what if I stopped? It would have been a really cool story. It would have been a cool story. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe the kid would have been like, I know this, you weirdo. Look at this weird ass man. <laughs> this weird ass dude. With a goatee. No, but if God tells Hell me to no. do it, if <laughs> I have that feeling, even if he's had that answer, maybe it like would have, the kid would have been like, yeah, other people care about me. Like just something that yeah. would have changed his day or changed his life in a small way or a big way. Possibly, but now he's going to go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. It's your fault, Luke. When he's you think about. You a letter. <laughs> <laughs> you remember those letters from Dare to Share? Those things, like what, what were those called? The hell letters? Or like people. <laughs> I don't think I heard them. Yeah, you did. You were there. Must have been a different year, bro. Nah, I, th- I feel like you were there for all of them. Anyway, at Dare to Share, they used to do this thing where they'd like have like a little skit, and this person went to hell because like someone didn't tell them about <laughs> heaven, and then they wrote them a letter from hell, and they're like, "Hey, dude, why didn't you tell me? Like, this really, really sucks down here." <sighs> I don't think I remember that. It's that story, like from um, what Jesus raised like a, a, a Lazarus, not same, different Lazarus, but yeah, different same Lazarus. Name. Um, is it like, that is the rich guy and he doesn't tell his friends and then his friend is like so that's not actually heaven and hell it's that was Abraham's bosom and Abraham's bosom with a big chasm in between so they could like scream to each other um, no but his story is based off of like yeah. it was a hypothetical yeah yeah so that does be- beg the question like is it our responsibility and in a way it is but I think God's a good judge and he's not gonna be like oh well psych I guess you never heard about me. Luke so. just didn't grow the kahunas <laughs> that day, so bye-bye. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. Like, is it our responsibility? Not necessarily. But do you want to be used by God? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what that's what whole, Brent's whole thing was about. Was like, you can make it. Like, I, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but, like, the standard for getting into heaven is, like, super basic. And you can make it into heaven without living a life worth lived. What do you mean basic? You just have to trust in Jesus and accept him as Lord and Savior. So, Well, the standard is you have to be holy. (laughs) But to be holy, it's pretty easy with God's (laughs) grace. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like, for us, you have to, you you accept Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. In the most basic sense. Um, That gets you salvation, but it doesn't like make your life awesome. It doesn't make your life worth it. Yeah. And God gives us the opportunity to do that by inviting him into it. Mm-hmm. So they're two different things. Okay. So uh, going back to getting random impulses to do stuff. Yeah. Um, I have a reason why I don't like to act on them anymore. <laughs> As of like two weeks ago, maybe even last week, I was in the gym, right? You talk to a girl. No. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> yes. I found a wallet on the floor, and it had, like, driver's license, cash, and everything. So I was like, bro, like, I don't know if they just left it here, but it's, like, kind of in a weird spot. Like, it's not by a machine or anything. Um, Is this a prank show? <laughs> <laughs> and I, like, looked at it. I pulled it out. It's a driver's license photo of, like, the most basic white girl ever. And I look around. There's, like, four white blonde girls. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, bro. And they're all on the, they're all on the treadmills. I was like, do I just put it at the front desk? Do I go and ask them? So I was like, all right, you know what? I'm, g- I'm just going to go ask these people. I walk up to the first girl. She's on, like, the very end. And I can just see the backs of their heads. I just know they're all blondes. I'm not, I'm not going to be like, you should have they're up against the wall. Okay. D- don't judge, Kyle. Don't judge. <laughs> not, th- yeah, there's a lot of situational. And I go up, 
And I was like, hey, is this your wallet? And she has her headphones in. So she just kind of sees like this kind of dude, like kind of like floundering around the wall. She's like, I was like, oh God. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, I'll, just move, I'll just move on to the other one, I guess, because I've already committed. And, you know, and I walk up to the other one. <laughs> she has headphones in too. And I'm like, hey, hey, excuse me. Is, um, is this, she just doesn't hear me. She just doesn't hear me. And the dude standing next to her on the treadmill right next to her is just like looking at me. And he's like, uh-huh. So I was like, all right, you know what? I give up. I'm going to walk away. And I'm going to bu- put this in the front desk. And I, as I'm walking away, the dude that was standing on the treadmill taps her on the shoulder. He's like, hey, he's trying to talk to you. I was like, oh, my God, bro. <laughs> so I had turned back around. And I do that awkward little run thing to, like, crash across the distance so it doesn't take up too yeah, much. Yeah. I was like, hey, is this yours? She's like, no. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> and then I just gave up and I gave it to the front desk. It was really embarrassing. That is not that bad. That's not bad. That at was all. horrible. <laughs> I felt like <laughs> like the 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 worst situation would be like the guy taps her on the shoulders like, "Hey, is that your wallet?" And then the girl looks at you walking away with the wallet, thinks you're stealing. That's what I thought was gonna happen. <laughs> He's gonna be like, "Hey, that guy's stealing your wallet." And she no, because like, he saw me there. He was like, "Hey, thief. Hey, uh, uh, is 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 this your?" <sighs> yeah. And she just didn't turn around, and I did it late. Uh, no. Mm-mm. You should have tapped on her shoulder. Bro, I'm not trying to touch random people at the gym. What if she, like, freaks out and screams? And then everyone looks at me and is like, what? Then and you can have everyone's attention. You can be yeah. like, whose wallet is this? Yeah, everybody turns around, and you're like, whose wallet is this? And they're like, not ours. And then I'm like, sweet. Here's $5 for my inconvenience to you out of this wallet. You tap her on the shoulder. She screams. She's really scared. She falls down on the treadmill. And then slides off because she's going. She's like walking pretty fast, and she lands on the thing, and then and like slingshots her. And then I go sued. No, that that's not a suable offense. Tapping on someone's shoulder. I don't know, man. <laughs> no, I see way. what you're saying, though. There's there's a lot of awkward things that can happen if you do step out. Yeah. In good faith. Um, that's but true. like you're not wrong. What what's the why, why does it matter? Like who cares? At the end of the day, do you want a life really of cares. comfort? Yeah. All right, well, there's your thing. Just yeah. kidding. I want to go skydiving. <laughs> Actually, except skydiving is, like, kind of comfortable for Without me, so. a parachute. <laughs> no, but that's that's just testing his limits. All right, God, you know what? Some, some dude's going to catch me, right? Whee! Exactly. So how do you... Where's the line Metaphorically, that, how do you go skydiving without a parachute? How do you go skydiving while trusting God? How do you go skydiving while well, God's it's, it's hugging? A big, it's a big trust thing to even like trust God for the parachute to open properly. Exactly. Like, that's also what Brent talked about too. Is like trusting Him in everything. Like He says, when he's dirt biking, it's the most effective prayer time he has because he's literally it's the scared most, for his yeah. life. <laughs> I saw this video where these two dudes base jump off a a bridge, and then they have like this catapult thing that this random dude is sitting on, and like he has a parachute on too. And the other two dudes jump. He gets catapulted. So he's coming down a lot faster than these other dudes. They open their parachute, and he just lands on the other dude's parachute. And they really? just tangle up, and they both just fall no straight down. I don't know if he died or not. Probably. So, But, yeah, what are moments in our life, I guess, where we pray before we do things? Like, for me, I know it's, like, when I'm about to do something probably not too smart on a dirt bike or skis or snowmobile or something. Um, yeah. Every time Luke backflips, well, Lord, please just don't make me go two sideways this time. <laughs> Whenever Luke backflips, dude, it looks like he's been like in the middle of the air doing a backflip, gets shot, <laughs> comes back to life, and somehow manages to land it. There's God right there. It's His like hand this flailing sideways. Have you seen him jump off a bridge? 
like backflip off a bridge. It's like uh, it's, been a long it's time. like a straight lean yeah, back. Yeah. Like he no, he jumps straight in the air, starts flipping. His head misses the thing by like four <laughs> inches, <laughs> and he's sideways. Yeah, proving my point. <laughs> no, so this is what I'm saying though is like back to what Brent was saying is he he's talking about inviting God even into the little things because if you were going to like for example the the jumping out of an airplane right skydiving if you jump out of an airplane while sk- skydiving and you don't ask God into it like it could be fine but like what's the harm in asking God into it yeah you know and it's the same thing with every single aspect of our lives he used like the most mundane useless examples like playing a game on his phone (laughs) that apparently he's nasty at number one in the world allegedly he said it's some rugby game (laughs) He's like, I play a rugby on my phone. He's like, I'm number one in the world. Why? Because I pray every single time I play it. <laughs> is it a joke or is he no, serious? No, I think For he's real. dead serious. <laughs> he like pulls it out. All right, guys, this is a game actually I developed and only I can play. That's why I will always be number one. No, he's like, I'm praying before every match. And he's like, God, help me beat this guy. He's like, it's a nine-year-old kid, but I, still. <laughs> really? Yeah. So that's what the whole... Like, when you strip it back, the whole thing he's trying to say is, like, why aren't we inviting God into every single part of our lives when, again, our potential for not, when we don't invite God, yeah, maybe it could be successful, maybe it isn't successful, but when we invite God into it, our potential is huge. So on Call of Duty, he's like, Lord, I'm I'm by myself, squad three is pushing me. I got no plates. Let me dog on these eight-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. In a way, yes, because when you can start trusting him in those smaller things, the bigger, bigger things mm-hmm. become easier. Like he was comparing raising animals from the dead at his ranch to giving him faith to do it in real life, essentially. Like if you, if you prayed for an animal and it doesn't get raised for the dead, you're like, oh, it's a bummer. But then you don't have like the, like, I'd say the social ramifications. Yeah. Where like if you played prayed for a person... And they didn't come back. How do you come? Yeah, that that I've been thinking. Like I always think about. It's like how do you come back from that? Exactly. If someone dies and you're like, "Hey guys, don't worry," and you have like just insane faith, you're like, "I got this." He's just sleeping, and you start praying for him. He's just, boop, he just stays dead. Exactly. Like, That's the mindset that it's like, "Not I. I'm not doing anything." I'm like, "Just go and pray for him." You don't have to make a big spectacle out of yeah, it. Yeah, God's doing it, and so at the end of the day, like, it's not on you. But if you've experienced that failure, failure in the little things but then you've also seen the success in the little things, then it gives you that faith and, and the confidence to be able to, like, I'm going to run after it in the big things too. Like, maybe you've had 10 goats die, and you raised one of them from the dead, or God raised one of them from the dead when you prayed, right? That gives you enough to where you're like, all right, I, maybe I can do this for a human. And, yeah, like, if you... Yeah, but there's still that doubt. So you won't say anything. You're like, hey, guys, I'm just going to pray over them real quick. And then in your mind, you're like, well, maybe he doesn't come back. Just because you, suck. you well, pray for it and doesn't work doesn't mean it's... Like you didn't it's have just, enough it's faith. It's just sometimes it's not in the cards. God's well, and that's also like, die. but it, it comes back to, you're like, hey, I've seen God do this. So this is why I'm doing this. Not because I think I'm awesome. Not because there's some formula behind it, but because I've prayed before and I've seen God work. work. Yeah. And so because I've seen God work before, I'm going to trust him to do it again. 
And guess what? Maybe he didn't do it this time. But now I know I've seen and experienced him. So that's why I'm going to pray this time. Like an example, Trevor and Jack. Oh, I shouldn't say their names. I don't know. We'll call <laughs> them Trevor and Jack. <laughs> ah. Um, in XCT, they always used to be like, hey, Chris, if God's real, tell him to unlock my phone for me. And then Chris would take the phone and he'd fail at unlocking the phone. Yeah. Even though maybe he had faith. But also like the kids are like, yeah, this guy's this guy's this guy's just a survivalist preparation doomsday guy. What's the point of that? Like that's just little kids trying to like test God. Yeah. Bro, if <laughs> I was in sixth grade and I went up to some pastor and was like, All right, bro, if God is real, tell him to unlock my phone. And he just puts in my password and it locks a button. That's something I'd remember for the rest of my life. I'd be like, bro, watch this. God, <laughs> unlock Jonah's phone. I'm like, now put in your passcode. <laughs> Some kid would probably fall for that. That's even more of a miracle, though. If I was like, God, don't unlock Jonah's phone. And then you put in your passcode and it didn't unlock. <laughs> That'd be crazy. <laughs> and then they're just stuck with a broken phone for the rest of their life. That looks like they or for like a couple minutes. Because, like, the odds of you getting the password No, they, they really get slow. it wrong. And then you're like, all right, let me try it. And then you give the phone <laughs> and you just tap in the exact same password. Yeah. So See, but to get to that point, we need to do small things stuff. first. Yeah. So, you Kyle, are you going to start playing before every Clash Royale match? Bro, I literally prayed before placing a couple bets right before this <laughs> podcast. So when those <laughs> oh, no. bets hit, I'm just saying. <laughs> Did you bet on the Dolphins game? Uh, I did, but I didn't pray on that one. Okay, well, they're up by 10. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Where are they even playing? They're playing the Texans, yeah. bro. Come on, that's a sorry team. It'll be a miracle if the Texans win. They're 1-8-1. and eight and one. Yeah, I know. So, but that's what I'm saying, though, is like these other bets I prayed, and I was like, God, hit them with these bets. I don't remember what they are right now. One of so, them was a parlay, and the other one was on a single game. To wrap this up, you have nothing... To lose, there's only to gain if you ask God into things. And Kyle may not win a bunch of money on these bets, but there was no harm in asking. But him. next week, you'll hear. <laughs> Better tune in. Um, so the next question that kind of asks is like, where do we see God working in our lives? Where have we like when we've asked Him? I feel like is kind of the question. Because Brent asked that to the whole congregation, and like, I feel like that's when Satan attacks us most. Is like we start thinking like I have nothing. I feel like I've found everything that I've prayed for that I've lost. I've found it in some way or another. It's been returned to me. Yeah. Including your soul? <laughs> yeah. yeah that, one, that one was crazy. Um, I know, like, <clears throat> I was doing this study this last two weeks ago about, like, kind of remembering, excuse me, Pierre's remembering scared. what God has done. Um. And, like, I don't know. Like, I think we so often put ourselves in these positions where we're like, God's not working in my life right now. Uh, like, God doesn't see me. And then it's like, the, the things that God's done to get me to where I am are literal miracles. Like, yeah. absolute miracles. So, remembering those things. Um, but Brent talked a lot about finances. Um, and how we often trust in finances over God. And that hit me because I'm like, God has blessed me so much there. And then I finally got to where I'm making like a, a pretty good salary. Um, and I'm like, 
yeah, like all my trust was in my salary. And I'm like, no, if I just keep trusting in God, like, I don't know, like he, he makes sure like that we have enough money for food. We have enough money for like everything we need. Um, so I've seen God work a lot in my life with that, like where I shouldn't have gotten like just crazy promotions and stuff like that. Um, and so now that, that kind of woke me up. Like, yeah, I think, yeah, I think sometimes too is like, just because you didn't get your desired result doesn't mean that God wasn't working. Like, yeah, my example of that is when I was skiing and I did my big old backflip, um, and I died. And I was laying at the bottom of the hill, and I was like, bro, it's Jesus, bro. I'm still alive because of Jesus. Um, <laughs> I, it's on video. It's so weird. I don't know why. Uh, maybe it was, I guess. And then, um, I mean, my plan was that I was going to get up and walk away from this badass ski crash. Luke was going to have a sick video of it. And all these homies I was skiing with are going to be like, dude, just, just he's, made of, got the flex power he's made of iron. <laughs> but no. But, like, I, I still got my hip, like, I, I dislocated my hip still and everything, but it could have gone so much worse. Like, I know a friend who, like, did something, like, way cool, like, way less cool. Like, he, I think he hit a roller or something on a snowboard, and it pushed, it pushed his hip, like, rotator, like, through his pelvis, <laughs> and, like, he had a hole there. So, like, I, like, none of that happened, and I, like, I didn't, like, break my leg or anything, but I, like, I still got hurt, but it wasn't, like, as bad as it could have been. Just so, so the audience knows, Jonah was on, like, a... It's probably a hundred foot gap, maybe no, a little less, maybe eighty feet. Yeah, probably something like that. Just like, but it was probably like upside down. Just, just how far I landed, like from on the, the bottom of the from jump. the kicker to like the landing, it was probably like a hundred, maybe twenty feet, something like that. Yeah, I flew pretty far. Yeah, the doctor called it my fall from heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Luke would have gotten a better video of that, bro. I'm so mad. I would have been like a legend on like Jerry sends, and just I, like yeah. all of these ski fail channels. Like right. that one video of that dude just sending it to the moon where he just goes out of frame on that snowboard jump. Yeah, and then and just then comes just, crashing yeah. back down to earth. That guy broke his back, though. Oh, I bet he did. Yeah. <laughs> he launched it so high. Oh, uh, my God, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Just smacked to the ice, dude. Yeah. Oh, horrible. But, yeah, like, yeah, there's, like, you, you were hurt for sure, but. Could have been worse. Totally could have been worse. And I think a lot of times we look at, as Christians, I think we look at like, well, why didn't I just like walk away healed? And it's like, God just saved your life. That's a, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And we're all, so we, we always focus on like what God didn't do instead of what God did do. There's also the people that are kind of annoying though, that like everything that happens, they'll be like, oh, God did this and God did God this. God did like, it, man. I, I prayed for a parking spot and there it was. Amen, okay. hallelujah. Actually though, <laughs> every night when I'm coming home and it's like late, our parking lot always gets full and every single time when I pray, there's a parking spot. And then sometimes I forget. I'm so not saying it's bad. You're one <laughs> of those annoying people, aren't you, Kyle? No, I'm just saying like <laughs> some nights I'm like, forget to pray and then I'm like, oh, I have to drive around our entire stinking complex and park on the boonies. So, or like those people that are like, oh my God, thank God. Like I, pr- I prayed and there's a gumball in this machine and I have a quarter. <laughs> like he stocked the machine up with gumballs just for me. Yeah. There's definitely, well, I think pray for everything, but you don't need to share everything that happens to you. Maybe. I don't know. 
Well, just the cool ones, just the big ones, <laughs> <laughs> just the big ones, man. Just the awesome things that God does. No, just I make think people it's jealous of your God relationship. It's the consistent living by faith that shows like a difference. Yeah. Because when it, when it all comes down to it, it's like what's the point? It's to give God give God glory. And so I think if, it answers the question of what makes a life worth living. Yeah. Giving God glory. Yeah. And then how do you do that? You gotta live by faith. And you give him the glory. After living by faith. Because <laughs> if you don't, then it's like your That's life sucks. Deep. So mm-hmm. yeah. Well, with that being said. Well guys, thank you so much for watching. Smash that subscribe button in faith that God will do something. <laughs> oh, I, I hey. I prayed for this episode in faith that God would start increasing the youtube channel yeah increasing those viewers so i did pay someone on fiverr to start making some tiktoks <laughs> really <laughs> we'll see how that goes <laughs> i made sure they're not christian so they it's a, it's a, a two birds with one stone oh kind of situation <laughs> or he's paying you to become a christian <laughs> or he's just gonna edit them horribly <laughs> we'll see. and he's just gonna like take out just some like so, like out of context like outlandish stuff just gonna cut it up together well, um i i didn't give him the login so okay. i got control but See how that works out. Maybe one day he will be sitting here on the podcast being like, Yep. This is how God changed my life. Fiverr. Hey man, uh, can you please give me the TikTok login so that I can just test something out? And then he just deletes the whole thing. Alright guys. Comment some questions below. We need some more questions and we'll see you in the next episode. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend.